Welcome to episode three of the Christmas Tree Farming Podcast. I'm Jeremy, I'm the owner of Sissel's Christmas Tree Farm in Springfield, Kentucky. We're about 40 miles south of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, the biggest towns near us are Bardstown, Kentucky, and Lebanon, and Campbellsville. Uh, today, we're going to go over, today is December 13th or 14th, we're going to go over a, uh, a guide that we we have published on our website, which is christmastreeky.com, which goes over selecting your Christmas tree. Uh, it's from the point of view of someone that lives in central Kentucky, as far as getting a Christmas tree, which is, you know, different than somebody that lives in the north or, or far south uh, from us. Uh, in our guide, we go over, you know, some tips and tricks to, you know, select your Christmas tree about variations and things of that nature. So I'm just going to kind of give a summary of that. Uh, that way you guys can go over there and check it out if you want. Um, how to select the best Christmas tree, in my opinion. Um, and obviously I have a jaded opinion. Um, I, I think you, you have to go to a Christmas tree farm to get your Christmas tree. There are people that sell Christmas trees in parking lots, and there are people that sell real Christmas trees at like Home Depot and Lowe's and other big box stores. And for some people, that may be okay for them. But as far as getting a fresh, you know, real Christmas tree, top quality tree, um, there is there's no no way around it. Getting one from a Christmas tree farm is the way to go. I would avoid big box stores uh, at all costs. Uh, and the primary reason for that, you know, those those trees come from farms. Nothing wrong with that. They're cut so early. And, and a lot of the tree varieties, you know, they're not long-standing, you know, tree tree varieties or species like we've talked about. Um, early November is, is when a lot of those trees are cut. Some of them are cut the first or second uh, of November. Uh, I've even seen people cutting in the far, far north Oregon. They're cutting Christmas trees around Halloween. Um, so, you know, you just got to be really careful on selecting a Christmas tree. If you, if you don't have a Christmas tree farm near you, I would, I'd recommend finding the closest one and just traveling. It's going to be a much better experience. But, you know, that's not for everybody. Uh, so, and and the, the next thing is pre-cut trees. There's nothing wrong with the pre-cut tree. A lot of farmers, including myself, uh, we buy pre-cut trees from farms near us there may be larger farms nearby or um, up north that that have uh, wholesale christmas trees again you're better off buying from a christmas tree farm that sells pre-cuts because uh, typically those pre-cuts are ordered and they're time specific i know at least for us um, you know we order those in advance and they cut those and ship those within 48 hours and we have those delivered within three days and as soon as we receive our pre-cuts and i'm sure most christmas tree farms do this uh, once we receive our pre-cuts we go ahead and we saw a half inch off of all the trees and we get them in tubs of water um, if if you don't buy if you don't have a christmas tree that's in water is uh, as much of its life as possible and it's got a fresh cut so it can actually drink the water um, you're just aging the tree prematurely uh, I ask you, you know, how many times have you been to a Christmas tree lot, uh, like a, you know, or a big box store, and, and do you see your Christmas trees in water? And if the answer is no, then run, because 
if they haven't been in water and they're not in water now when you're looking at them, that means they probably haven't been in water for three weeks. So you're seven to ten days before these trees are dead. And if they're a spruce, the green needles, the, out, the exterior needles are probably already falling out. Um, ways to check it. Test the branches. Clamp down on your hands and, and, and grab the limbs and, and pull back, you know, slightly like you're, you're combing it. And see how many of the green needles come out. If any of the green needles come out, then that is not a good tree. Crush the needles. Crush some needles in your hand and give it a smell. Does it have a good smell? Does it have a strong smell? If you don't have any smell at all, again, don't buy it. It's almost dead. Um, next test, take the tree and bounce it on the ground. Just two or three times. It, it's natural for the interior needles, like the brown needles, to fall. You know, those are going to fall out. Every conifer tree does that. Uh, but do you need the green needles? Look on the ground or the concrete or wherever you're buying it. Are the green needles falling out? If the green needles are falling out, it's in the first phases of dying. So it, it'll, it will be done in seven to ten days. Again, all your green needles are going to fall out. Um, and then uh, just take a look at the outer bark of the trunk of the tree. Make sure that it doesn't have any miscolorations or anything like that. You know, I've seen trees that are actually have fungus on them, you know, and you definitely don't want to bring that into your home. Uh, <clears throat> in Kentucky, central Kentucky, uh, there's a lot of different species of, of Christmas trees that you can purchase. There's only a select few of premium quality trees that you can really get in Kentucky. Uh, I, I would say, in my opinion, the top quality tree is a Canaan fir. A really, really pretty tree. It ranges from, you know, a brilliant green to a dark green. It really just depends on who grows it and if they fertilized it in fall or spring of that year before they harvested it. Naturally, it's more of a it's more of a forest green. It's not a deep green. But if you fertilize it um, early fall, then and even spring, and then that fall, it, it'll be a lot darker green. That's what we do. Um, why you would pick the Canaan fir? Uh, the shape, it is almost a perfect pyramidal, you know, conical-shaped tree by default. It does have to be trimmed, you know, an American-style tree, they like it really thick. It does have to be trimmed to make it bushier, you know, like a Christmas tree. But by default, it has a really nice conical shape. The needles are only about half an inch to an inch long. They're flat. Uh, it has a mild evergreen scent, so it's not too bold but it's not non-existent like some of your cypress trees. And the trimmings are dense and, and, and can hold the weighty ornaments like the sea bulbs and, and stuff like that. It, it'll hold that stuff good. Uh, another really nice tree is the Fraser fir. And I would, you know, if I was ranking the best trees, it's obviously a fir tree and 1A and 1B is Fraser and the Canaan fir in our area for sure. The biggest downside of the Fraser around here is it, it just really hard to grow. Um, so a lot of farmers won't have it. So I'm not pointing you to kind of look for the Fraser. There's only maybe one place that, that has it that I know of in Lexington. And everybody else kind of that it can grow first grows a canane fir around here. Um, it's sort of a cousin to the balsam fir, very attractive needles, uh, almost a, a silvery bluish silvery underneath their needles is very pretty really deep uh, three quarters of an inch long uh, also uh, conical in shape not quite as much as the canane and they kind of kind of gravitate to an upwards position the uh, 
the scent is still a mild fragrance, subtler than the balsam, but probably still stronger than the canane. Uh, trimmings are very similar to the canane. So the canane and the Fraser are just are really similar. Uh, Comparison-wise, the canane, from what I've told, you know, it's a bracketed balsam. It, it, uh, it, the canane is actually between the balsam and the Fraser, and you, you're not going to find anybody in Kentucky that grows balsam. you got to have the high elevations and the much cooler weather, you know, longer times to get the balsam. Uh, that's just not going to happen around here at all. Uh, thirdly, and we may be the only Christmas tree farm in Kentucky that, that grows them, is the Nordman fir. I've talked about them before. It's a more uh, classical European tree. Um, it's uh, a very beautiful tree. It probably has the best needle retention um, of all the trees, in my opinion. Uh, the, the foliage on it is uh, also a very full, uh, deep green color. The needles are especially unique as they appear almost glossy and dark green, almost waxy looking. And they have a little bit of a silvery underside. The scent is uh, is a lighter scent. So it is, uh, you know, balsam being the, the strongest scent and then canine, canine and Fraser being in next and then would be a lighter scent even still would be for the Nordman. The reason we're growing the Nordman instead of growing all cananes is some people do like the lighter scent or they have aller allergic reactions to the smells. And so this one is, you know, much lighter, still has it, but it is much lighter. Uh, also great thick limbs and trimmings, a very durable, holds up to almost all ornaments. Um, next tree that is a really hard tree to find in Kentucky, but if you can find someone growing it, is the Black Hill Spruce. They are beautiful. Uh, they do not have all the, the negative characteristics of a Norway spruce where the needles would fall out and they don't last that long. Uh, the Black Hill spruce is definitely longer lasting. Um, it's, it's honestly my favorite spruce. The Black Hill spruce needles are shorter and softer than a Colorado blue spruce, but it has a lot of characteristics of a blue spruce. Um, it's a great Christmas tree appearance. I guess the biggest drawback for growers would be that the black, the black hill spruce grows really slow. So it's going to only grow about eight inches a year in Kentucky, at least from my experience. So that means instead of a six or seven year harvest, you're at eight or nine years. So that prevents a lot of people from growing them. Uh, very symmetrical, dense, conical shape. Needles are about half and three quarters of an inch. Uh, they are stiff, but not sharp like a blue spruce. If you've ever had a blue spruce, you know how sharp those are. The scent is a light aroma, does not share the same smell as a white spruce. Uh, a regular white spruce doesn't have a pleasant smell. When the needles are crushed, it kind of smells weird. Where the Black Hill spruce has does not have a piney smell, but it doesn't have a bad smell. It's just a really light uh, conifer smell. The trimmings hold most ornaments, stiff branches, and holds heavy ornaments. I think it probably doesn't hold ornaments quite as well as the fir trees but it is still a really nice tree. Uh, in this area, and I'm gonna kind of lump these together. I've, in our guide, I only listed Virginia pine because that is what we grow, because that's what our, our ground is uh, suited for. But the Virginia pine and the white pine, both good Christmas trees. They both kind of have issues with um, holding heavier ornaments. They're, these are more bushy, pretty display, longer needles, uh, really classic. Virginia pine and, and white pine look. Um, some people come out looking and that's what they want. They want a white pine or a Virginia pine because that's what they had when they were a kid 
And so we grow the Virginia pine and the white pine as well is also really good. Uh, minim, you know, they both have kind of a minimal fragrance where the Virginia pine has a little bit more fragrance than the white pine, but both trimmings wise, these are tinsel light, tinsel and lights only, not a whole lot of heavy ornaments on these. Uh, the next section that we had was the Christmas tree care kind of what you need to know when you buy this real Christmas tree, now what? You've got, you've picked your tree, uh, hopefully from a, a Kentucky Christmas tree farm and even hopefully even better from Sissel's Christmas tree farm. Um, but now what? I guess a step that I should have included at the beginning of the guide before we talked about selecting our tree was measure the space. Um, you need to know how big of a tree you can get. And you want to leave at least six inches below your ceiling, um, six inches to a foot, depending on what your topper is, and depending on what type of Christmas tree stand you have. Uh, some of the stands have a little a peg that your tree kind of sits on, and that raises it up an inch or two off the ground. So you really need to measure from the inside of your stand to the ceiling and take off about a foot or take off whatever your topper is, you know, plus another inch. For instance, I've got a nine-foot ceiling where our tree goes I know for a fact that I need an eight and a half foot tree that way it gives me six inches for my topper and then I can you know based on the central leader you can trim it down a little bit or cut a little bit off the trunk you know you make it work but I go for an eight and a half foot tree on a nine foot ceiling for me um, when you get your tree when you get it home make sure you get it a fresh cut and what I mean by a fresh cut is you know, take any kind of wood saw that you have, a hand saw or a sawzall or, you know, even a chainsaw. Just be careful for your PPE. Uh, and cut the, that bottom half inch and three quarters of an inch off of that trunk. What that's going to do is open that trunk up so it'll drink water. Um, you know, the, once a tree's been sitting for about 60 minutes, once it's been cut, it seals off to protect itself. And um, once it seals off, it will not drink water. And if it would not drink water, it is dying increasingly fast. So get it home, give it a fresh cut, and get it in water immediately. Um, that you can't you can't miss that step. Make sure you wrap that Christmas tree up properly when you leave the Christmas tree farm. Now some farms are going to help you wrap it up, like the Chisel Christmas Tree Farm. We'll we'll, we'll bale it. We've got a, a couple different balers that we use. Or, uh, but even if you don't, you know you'll need some string or some baling twine. Wrap that tree from the trunk to the tip, pushing the, you know, the limb towards the towards the sky. I guess you could say towards the top, so that it's kind of folding it up like an umbrella. Um, tie it tight, not overly tight, but tie it tight, and and make sure that when you secure it to your vehicle, that you have the trunk facing forwards, so that the trunk is towards the front of the car, so the wind's going through from the front to the back, or from the bottom of the tree towards the top of the tree. Um, this will help you keep the shape of the tree and not do any, you know, damage. Even better still, throw it in the back of your truck or bring a tarp and cover it up. Any, anything like that will help take care of the tree. Um, Christmas tree stand. I use a the, the Christmas tree genie, extra, extra large, um, primarily not due to the size of the the tree that we get. is primarily due to the size of containers of water that it holds. I like the tree genie um, because 
stick your tree in it and you crank the handle and it tightens it up equally and it's really easy to get your tree in there straight if you use one of the tree stands where you got a crank on one side and a crank on the other side and it's got three or four you know pins to tighten up it gets really frustrating when you don't get it straight and you got to restart it over and over i promise you try the tree genie or at least check it out it's about twice as expensive but going to use it over and over and over it pays for itself and it holds a significant amount of water the xx large one i think holds about two and a half gallons which um, go leads us into our next topic add a lot of clean water to your tree so give it that fresh cut get it in the stand fill it up with water if you've got a if you've got a, a relatively fresh tree right here's the key if you get a re, if you have a really fresh tree with a fresh cut it's going to drink about a gallon to two gallons an hour for as soon as you get it in water that tree is going to drink about a gallon that first hour and you need to fill it up and it'll probably drink another two gallons over the course of 24 hours or 48 hours max and then after that it's going to drink about a gallon every few days so if you get a tree and you stick it in water and you don't check it for three or four days it will be dry if it's a fresh tree it will be dry and you will need to take that tree back out of the stand and give it a fresh cut to get it back in water again. Otherwise, it will not drink and it will start to die. Um, so it's a, it's, a huge, it's a huge step. If you get a tree home and you give it a fresh cut, say you didn't get it from a tree farm, but you got it from a lot, and you give it a fresh cut and you stick it in water and it doesn't drink any water, you bought a dead tree. And not a whole lot of water is going to be drank and it's, it's on its final days. Lastly, dispose of your tree responsibly. Um, you know, trees are, they could be a fire hazard, you know, if you pile them up. You know, we've heard horror stories about just trees in general or, or just throwing them wherever and getting rid of them. The best thing to do is to recycle your tree. Your local organization might have, might have a tree, tree, uh, tree pickup uh, organization nearby that you pay them a few dollars and they'll pick your tree up and or you can take it to your landfill, you know, and they'll 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 dispose of it for you. Um, we we take your trees for free, so if you need if you're in my area and you need to dispose of your Christmas tree, you're you're welcome to bring it back to the Sissel Christmas Tree Farm, and you can leave it right next to our old black barn, and we'll stack them up as high as you want. We uh, we leave those for the year, and then come come summertime, we mulch those and we we recycle. So we'll, we'll use that mulch to feed the lives of other new trees in the coming years. Um, we also will give you a $5 coupon. And so a lot of tree farms are going to do this. So check with your local tree farm. Uh, we'll give you a $5 coupon. So next year, if you buy a tree and a reed, right, that's the key. If you buy a tree and a reed, you, you'll get a $5 off coupon. And, you know, it kind of helps everybody. And uh, we don't mind doing it. Um, that's all I got today. I hope everybody enjoyed this uh kind of seasonal how to pick your Christmas tree podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to dive a little bit more deeply into uh, soil management, like we talked about, soil management and, and, and uh, land management. 